0: Two one, one, two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. How are you, sir? <laughs> I need that
1: drive. Drive, 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 drive,
0: drive. Hotep Jesus, you need to admit that. Stop being racist.
2: <laughs> New episodes every Thursday night.
0: Hotep's been told <laughs> 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 Damn. Damn. you. The
1: rip,
0: man. Damn. You playing. We already got a donation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should I be. Else, Black people always late. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. What's going on, people? Hotep's been told you, episode 58. I am Uncle Hotep, is Hotep Jesus. We have a special guest tonight the science guy what's going on Hotep jesus what's going on man what's going on with you man
1: hey you know me i'm just over here stressing because we had to get some new software (laughs) 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 it's, it's looking all right though right everything everybody here is good in the chat type type one in the box if we looking good in the chat it looks good to me over here you know, I'm just happy as Thursday. I love Thursdays, man. Up until the whole test been told you, man.
0: Yo, you know what I've been doing, man? This is slightly off topic. I've been watching Dragon Ball Z, man. <laughs> I, 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 felt left out, you know, because I'm seeing all you younger cats talk about Dragon Ball Z. So I'm like, I was like, let me give fun and animation, whatever the, the app's called. Let me give you five dollars, and I started watching Dragon Ball Z, and this guy been walk. He been running down dragging away for half a season man i'm, I'm sick of that man.
1: wait wait wait, wait what what episode do you want
0: who oh this I'm, I'm like on 39 now they, they they had the big fight at the end of the season you know that's that's the episode i'm on now but, you know, I, i'm feeling cultured i had to get cultured up because you know I, I gotta talk to you got young 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 black man now
1: we gotta see what saga you want you might be on the cell saga you might be on the on the boo saga or the cell game saga. It's <laughs> a lot of sagas. We gotta find out where you at in the storyline. <laughs> anyway,
0: we'll get back to that later tonight. We gotta introduce tonight. Tonight, yeah. somebody says tonight the hairline guy. <laughs> but they already know about you, man. <laughs> we'll get to the hairlines later. <laughs> you know, um, i always talk about black folks with them papers on the wall you know some a lot of times the papers on the wall be like you know gender studies and stuff like that but he's got <laughs> the real papers on the wall you know some official you know i mean uh, phd type
2: stuff tonight what's going on tell them about yourself what's going on what's good man i appreciate y'all having me on hotel nation and held me down from joe so i appreciate y'all having me on um i am doctor tonight riggs get it right um, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, tonight, Riggs, Ph.D. In chemistry, um, organic chemistry specifically, uh, study at the Interface of Chem- Chemistry and Biology, um, graduate of University of Tennessee, Knoxville, class of 2017, go balls. And here to chop it up with y'all, man. It's good.
0: Yo, Hotel Jesus, what, what was you talking about on Rogan, man? What was you talking about, that, 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 that's, that, that soy? What was you talking about?
1: Yeah, so what we have is uh, some conflict between phytoestrogens in the human body. And, you know, people had some things to say about what I had to say. But today we had the expert who could break down why soy is bad for you and what it's doing to our bodies
2: man so all right so soy is soy is a double-edged sword i'm gonna gonna start off by saying that because you have a lot of older chinese cultures and east asian cultures that have um that have fermented soy products as a staple in their diets and they're not seeing some of the effects that a lot of people now that consume like these processed soy products are seeing that being said, uh, soy does contain what's called phytoestrogens. So, soy, it's three, it's three compounds are uh, called isoflavones. Isoflavones mimic um, estrogen activity in the body, which basically means that they act like estrogens in the body. Um, and overconsumption of them, especially for men, to now uh, talk up a little bit. The chat said they can't hear you too well. Airy. Okay, let me turn this up. All right, so yeah, hear me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, all right, good. So soy is a double edged sword because soy and these these phytoestrogens that are in soy specifically, uh, there's three kinds. Um, they're called isoflavones. Isoflavones are phytoestrogens. They do act on uh, alpha type estrogen receptors. However. They're also antioxidants. So there's been a craze within the last probably 10, 15 years where people talk a lot about antioxidants and you know reducing oxidative stress. And because of the molecular structure of these isoflavones, they also act as antioxidants, which means that they they're free radical scavengers. So if you have any kind of free radical, reactive oxygen species within your body these soy isoflavones can actually capture those electrons and keep them from damaging the cells further in your body now the problem with this obviously is that because it has dual activity when you have other antagonists in the environment they begin to have a synergistic effect which means that these two these two things they 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 come together and they start to amplify each other right so when you look at um, the the xenoestrogens and plastics. Um, so you talk about bisphenol A that's in you know, all these plastic bottles that, you know everybody has all these you know, plastic water bottles, plastic soda bottles, things like that. And then you know they talk about um, BPA being in can lining. So if you eat canned foods you eat, you eat uh, anything that comes out of a can. Some of these cans have BPA inside of the lining. Uh, so when you actually pour the food out, it already has BPA leached into your food. So, and then there's other xenoestrogens in the environment that come as a result of industrial processes. So all, and also birth control pills. Birth control pills are another xenoestrogen that's not talked about at all, even though it really should be because a lot of it's poison in the water supply. So when you take all of these things together and realize that all of them are acting on estrogen receptors, people want to single out soy. It's not just soy. The The other part of this too, is that the majority of the soy that's produced in the United States is genetically modified? It's Roundup Ready, so it's it's constructed in such a way. The molecular structure is can, is can, is made in such a way that is used to resist um, glyphosate that's in Roundup. So everybody's been hearing lately about the big settlements with um, with Monsanto dealing with glyphosate causing cancer. So, and and one, one of the things that happens when you have overabundance of glyphosate in your body, it causes wide-scale oxidative stress, which leads to cancer. So, there's, the soy argument is, is very, very nuanced. If you were to ask me if you should consume it, no, like generally, no, I'm going to say you shouldn't. However, there is record of other cultures consuming it with no problem as because their preparation methods at the same time. The majority of people that are eating the soy now, they're not eating it that way. So it's going to cause the damage that people think that it caused on top of it being pesticide later, uh, any kind of other chemicals that may be going on. Plus the other xenoestrogens that are in the environment, the other uh, chemicals that you have to worry about that are causing these issues they're also having an effect with the soy as well. So it's not just the soy, (laughs) but the soy is a big part of it because of all the chemicals that they put within all the chemicals that are already in the environment. So the average person would do well with staying away from soy, but it is a deeper argument than just say, oh, you know, this is soy. Soy has become a meme on our side of the internet, but it's like, When you really break down the science you do see that there there are a lot of research papers out there that show that there are actual health benefits for soy that they tested men and women so it's it's a deeper argument than just saying oh there's phytoestrogens in it so it has to be bad because take for example a herb like milk thistle milk thistle is an excellent liver purifier but it also has phytoestrogens in it but you don't ever hear anybody talking about phytoestrogens and that because the overall net effect of that herb is going to be purifying and cleansing for your body so it's really about how is it being balanced in your body and for the average person there's there's too much between the plastic the birth control pills the food and the soy and the herbicides and pesticides it has a synergistic effect and then all those things compound on top of each other and then you know they just point the finger at soy when it's a much more nuanced argument
0: so you're saying the Western people don't know how to cook soy. Basically, that's what you're saying. <laughs> you're saying these Western cats don't know how to cook this shit. You don't, you don't know how to cook it. Leave the shit alone.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people are eating the processed soy. And when you eat the processed soy, you also have to realize, too, that there are other chemicals inside of processed food. Uh, you got, the, you got the, the, the preservatives. A lot of these preservatives, are they cause oxidative stress. I mean, they, they mimic. They also have, have phytoestrogenic activity. And then you know all the processed stuff is full of Roundup. So I mean, you have so many things, especially with like these, these, these meat alternatives and like you know, these vegan, these, these soy nuggets and all that stuff. You know, it's it's you might as well just eat chicken <laughs> if you're gonna eat if you're going <laughs> soy nuggets. Like just being honest, like there are a lot of people that you know they'll eat the meat substitutes and you know, thinking that they're doing better for themselves. And when you start looking at the back of the package, it's like, damn, you might as well just eat whatever animal this is trying to mimic, you know? So it's just, you just gotta, this is more about staying away from the processed soy and anything. If you're, if you're consuming soy that's, that's, that's traditionally made like it is in, in Asian cultures, then generally it's going to be fine for you. And also those people don't eat a lot of it. Like they don't eat like the soy every single day. So, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just like a lot of other things. So, like so basically that. what
1: I took away from all of that is if you a black male in America, soy turns you into Don Lemon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don, turns you into Don Lemonade, Don Lemonade. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like I said, as a whole, you want to stay away from it, especially the process stuff, especially the process stuff. But there is a there is another side to the argument where you can say that the chemicals that are in some soy products actually do have some protective and restorative effects for the body, especially when it comes to oxidative stress. So some people were talking about, like, how come it doesn't bother the Asians?
1: I know that if you ferment soy, it changes its uh, properties. Yeah. And, um, and uh, soy sauce happens to be a fermented version of soy. So you know, people have asked me, is soy sauce okay? Yeah, soy sauce is prepared properly, but like Uncle Hotep said, this is a Western world that doesn't know how to utilize this plant in its proper form.
2: Right, I mean, even like the soy sauce that's here now, like, it's, it's super processed, like, all that stuff is is it's the Monsanto soybeans and it's the bunch yeah. of salt, I mean, it's just it's just not, pre- it's not prepped the same way. Word, word. Hey, hey,
0: tonight um, you know, this is 2019 and we're in this racial charge world whatever you know you're you know you're in a, in a in a field where i you know i'm gonna ask you i'm assume you know you might not see a lot of people that look like you you know do you have did you ever have any you know difficulties in your trek because you know it's like being a doctor let me get that straight we're talking <laughs> doctor tonight over here you know you had a long ro- road to your you know i mean to your, to your to get that title you know what i'm saying so what was your some of your journey in your journey to get that you know that certificate that paper on the wall what what did, uh difficulties had being a black man doing
2: that? <laughs> so the, the ironic thing is that like it's not even hanging on my wall it's like it's somewhere it's somewhere in storage in my apartment Like it's <laughs> it got, just, dust like, on
0: it.
2: It got dust on it i have no idea what my degree is i really don't but um Oh, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people don't. Uh, this is this is actually a question that I rarely get, and it's a question that sometimes I, I feel like I should get more often. Um, but my my experience in, in STEM and getting a PhD was was really different. Um, and it was really highlighted when I began to look for jobs after I graduated. Uh, it was really hard for me to find a job when I graduated, even though the work that I did in graduate school was really good. Um, and one of the things that that is that I try to tell people now, when they think about getting a higher level degree or getting a terminal degree, is to make connections because your connections are more important than the work that you do a lot of times. Like there are a lot of people that I know personally that were that were at UT when I was there, and you know they they're liable to blow some shit up and laugh but they have jobs now. But they have jobs because they're connected. Their supervisors are connected. The people that they're in lab with are connected. So you have to you really when you're going to college, college is about making connections and it's even more pronounced on the on the terminal degree level. Now, if you go in and, you know, you publish 3 or 4 papers and they get in some high impact journals, people are just going to naturally find you. But for somebody like me, you know, I only have one first author paper even though i did a ton of work in grad school like you can read my dissertation my dissertation is it's 220 pages total but about 130 pages of that is like research and background like stuff that i actually did myself so i did a lot of stuff in grad school it just wasn't published there's a lot of things that are still in the works and there's a lot of there's a lot of people are still carrying on the research that i did while i was there so You really have to I think that I think the thing that I wish that I understood when I went in was that, A, there's actually a surplus of Ph.D. Chemists and B, your your job prospects are heavily dependent on how many connections you make. And it's very difficult to make connections when there's not a lot of people that A, look like you that have been through that situation and B, people are just willing to help you in general. (laughs) So I didn't make a lot of friends when I did my PhD, I made a lot of enemies when I made, when I did my PhD because, you know, it was, it was hard for me to relate to a lot of people that were there. I mean, I'm in the foothills of Appalachia, essentially, you know, I, I, I mean, I, up until probably up until high school, I went to school in predominantly black schools. And most, I mean, I had, I had mostly black friends that changed when I got in high school. And then, when i went to uh, high school undergrad and then um and then grad school all of that changed so it was it was a little bit of a shock and it's harder to it's hard like a lot of these people have a built-in advantage because they already have connections right they already have these connections to different places and you know i made it doubly hard on myself because the, the disciplines that are known in that area specifically in the East Tennessee area are um, physical chemistry, analytical chemistry and that's because of Oak Ridge National Lab. Oak Ridge National Lab is, is um, funded by the Department of Energy and because of that, um, a lot of their experiments have to do with you know things that produce energy and trying to have renewable energy sources. So, um that was an area of chemistry that I actually studied. So that just made it a little bit harder for me to find jobs, find prospects, relate to people. So it was a little bit harder for me when I got out. so I had to do a little bit more hustling when I got out and like that's kind of why I am where I am now. And, um, but at the same time, it' was a gratifying experience. I, I learned a lot from it. And now when people ask me, you know, what should I do? And I'm like, honestly, you really don't need a PhD now. Like it's cool to have the letter clout. It's cool to have the ego. But outside of that, it's not really going to do anything for you. I mean, you you learn how to research just as much as the average, just as much as the average PhD chemist does as a master's, but you're more equipped for the job market now. A lot of places now, they don't want PhDs. They want master's level people because they know you can do the work, but they're not not taking on as much risk hiring a PhD chemist versus a master's level chemist. So there's a lot that goes into that. Um, But I think that if, if you know there were there were more programs put into place for um, Black people specifically to to thrive in these programs, it would be great. And um, you know you have a lot of universities, especially like uh, like Jackson State, Jackson State University in um, Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, it's a predominantly Black school. If people were to actually put resources into that school, there are a lot of bright kids down there, but the area is really poor, so it's hard to to say that you know, these people can be successful if they don't have the resources. So it's I think it's on us to, to really put the resources in that area so that these people and these, these students can thrive and become another generation of good scientists.
0: I feel you, I feel you, man. Like, do uh, you think that's something um, <clears throat> that we should be targeting in, in the community? Like, do we, we have enough rappers? Can we get some more chemists, you know what I mean, in, in, in the neighborhood?
2: The thing is, like, we have a lot of chemists. Uh, there, there's actually a, a society of Black chemists called um, it's the National Organization of Black Chemists and Black and, and Chemical Engineers. So there are there are people. Is that the there. Illuminati? Is that part of the Illuminati? An <laughs> <laughs> uh, offshoot of the Boule? Nah, man, nah, it's not the Illuminati. But it's, it's it's an official organization with with that has those those degrees in there. But, you know, it's and it's a national organization. They have a, they have a national meetup every year, and there are a lot of people that show up there. The unfortunate thing is that you realize that a lot of these people are spread out. They're not condensed in one area, and that's what I really feel like is needed is for a lot of these people to be in the same area so they can work with each other. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, carry on the fight for uh, <laughs> for, uh black academia. But somebody already said this about, you know, on the about your hairlines, you know, you, you've been, you've <laughs> got a, quite a following. You know, people came in there and talking about, hey man, that's the hairline guy, man. You thing <laughs> you're saving men all over the world, saving their hairlines. I seen the, the pictures. Tell us about your hairline hustle.
2: <laughs> the hairline, okay. So back in April. I had one of my followers hit me and he was like, yo, man, I need I need you to help me regrow my hair. I'll pay your regular consultant fee. Like, I don't care. Like, whatever you need to do, like, just help me get my hairline back. My consultant fees $150 an hour. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll help you, you know, and whatever. <laughs> I mean, because obviously hair is not a problem that I have. Right. So I'm just like, OK, you know, I'll, I'll look at some stuff and I'll kind of figure it out. So I started looking through a couple journals. Um, start looking through like some peer review research, and, and you know I, I know how to find papers without paying for them. So it was it was pretty easy for me to to like find papers that were that were um, relevant and do the research on, do the knowledge on them, do my Googles. So I do that, and I start noticing that there are a lot of journals that are only talking about the same thing. You got these journals that say, like, oh dht is the problem dht build up in the scalp and the more i keep reading i'm like man, this is bullshit dht has to be a symptom of something else like there's no way that that your body's just overproducing dht for no reason so okay let me let me dig a little bit deeper see what's going on and i always i always had suspicions that you know a lot of the the mainstream narrative that's pushed about hair loss and you know after you get to a certain age your hair's just gonna start falling out and You know, you can't beat genetic um, pattern baldness in your family. And so I'm like, okay, well, when people talk about epigenetics, I mean, we already know that we can turn certain genes on and turn certain genes off. So, I mean, and a lot of that is mediated through the environment, which you're exposed to every day. So it's like, okay, let me just, me keep doing a little bit more research. So what I found was, was for hair loss specifically, there are four things that always overlap. You have stress. You have weak genes, you have chronic inflammation, and you have environmental toxicity. So, you know, a lot of people, You know, when you have people that are cancer patients, cancer patients, when they go through chemotherapy, their hair starts falling out. So I'm like, okay, so that must mean there's a toxin inside of your body that's making your hair fall out. That makes sense. So what if there are other toxins in the environment that are making this happen? Then I started looking at chronic inflammation because people always talk about Dr. Sebi, and talking about inflammation and mucus being at the root of most disease. So I'm like, all right, well, what if inflammation is the is cause of hair loss? And it is when people have um, alopecia areata. A lot of people think that alopecia is incurable, but alopecia is, is caused by chronic inflammation. So if you have chronic inflammation, if you stop the chronic inflammation, theoretically, it should also stop hair loss. Then you look at um, weak genes. Genes you can't do a whole lot about because you inherit them from your parents, but you can begin to change them on the micro level. By changing what you do on a daily basis. And then the stress, you can also help. You can also change the stress, change your stress levels, you know, being more mindful of things that you're doing and things that you are allowing yourself to be stressed out by. So, looked at all those things. I put together a little regimen for him. I was like, here, do this, do this for a month, and then check back with me, and we'll go from there. So, I randomly get a DM from him probably about a month later. And he shows me, he showed me the results. And he went from had like his hairline was probably receded, probably about two centimeters on both sides. And most of it had grown back, had grown back in, in a month. And I'm like, are you sure <laughs> that these are your pictures? Are you sure you didn't Photoshop this or? uh this is your hair right and he was like yeah man like i couldn't believe it like my girl couldn't believe it like she used to crack jokes at me and now she's like damn babe, your hairline look good now and i'm like okay wait a minute all right so this literally happened in a month and he's like yeah it's happening in a month so i'm like huh okay well that worked better than i expected it to work so let's see if somebody else might need it and i put it on the timeline DMs just started flooding in. Everybody was like, yo, <laughs> we saw the pictures. We need help, dog. So it's just like it just kind of took off, man. And you know, I'm still selling it. I still got a lot of people that that you know having success stories. I mean, I'll be fully transparent. There's some people it's not working for. I have a couple of clients um their growth is really slow, and I've seen their their before pictures, and they had heads full of hair, and then their hairlines are coming like receding back this way and you know it's, it's hard to get it's hard to figure out exactly what the cause of hair loss is for specific people because i can't run tests like that i don't have a lab if i could i could actually pinpoint exactly what it is but because the regimen is is focused on four different things or it has four different elements to it and it's focused on reducing those four things at some point i'll find something that works that's why i tell people you know, just to be patient and, you know, regardless of, you may not get the fast results that Ant did because Ant got, Ant started getting results within three weeks. I have other people that have gotten results within three weeks too. The Hell, there's some people that get results within a week. So I'm just like, okay, it's working, but for some people it is a little slow and I'm fully transparent about that. But I also tell you that I'll work with you until you get the results that you want. You know, I'm, I'm still testing different oils, still testing, you know, different quantities. And, and trying to find something that works for other people. Because one thing I have realized is that there's not a one size fits all for everybody. Everybody's native biochemistry is different. So you have, to, you have to work with that and understand that some things are gonna work better for other people than they are for others. And then just be adaptable to that and then set the expectation for the client to also be adaptable for that. The good thing about setting it at a high price point is, is that for one, it's cheaper than any hair loss surgery that you would ever have most hair loss surgeries start at like three thousand dollars so two hundred dollars is a steal and plus even at that high price point the average person that buys it they're not going to give me a lot of grief about it because they understand like okay this is going to take time this is an investment you know they're not they're not pissy about it after two weeks like man why am i why all my hair ain't grew back like, i've been bald for for 40 years and my hair didn't grow back tomorrow it's like it's not supposed to like what you think was gonna happen like i can't i can't predict that all of this is going to grow back at one time. Only thing I can tell you is that if you be patient and you continue working the program, you'll see some results. I don't have anybody that has not seen any results. I have people that see slow results, but I don't have anybody that has not seen any results. So that's a sign that I have to continue tweaking. For some people, for some people, the regimen just works outright and is good and their stuff grows back. Um, That's generally what people that still have a lot of their hair but are just thinning in spots so if you have a little bit of crown balding uh if you if your hairline's receding a little bit but a lot of the majority of the rest of your hair is growing a lot of these are the clients that are seeing the best results the clients that are seeing the worst results are the people whose hairlines have receded and it's been like that for years so you have somebody that used to have a head full of hair their hairline has been slowly receding for probably about the past five or six years those are the people that are starting that are that are seeing the least amount of results. And I think that that's because we're trying to reverse a bunch of stuff at one time because it takes a lot for your hair to stop growing. You have to think about what hair is. Hair. Hair is a receiver and a transmitter. The the when you think about what hair actually is. So I like think about whiskers on a cat. If a cat lost its whiskers, it wouldn't be able to sense how to walk in between objects because. When it brushes against something, it tells the cat, "All right, there's something right here. There's something right here. You can't bump into this." So when you actually think about what hair it is, you're not supposed to lose it. Even when we talk about um code talkers, the the Native Americans, I forget which world war it was, but you yeah, had the code talkers they would never cut their hair, and that's because it helped them hear better. Because your hair can actually <clears throat> pick up different vibrations, pick up different frequencies. So you're so with having an extension like that, that's not supposed to be something that you easily lose. That's why you have a lot of people that grow in the old age that have very, very long hair that you're not supposed, you're not supposed to be prematurely balding. You really not supposed to be balding at 17, 18, 19. Like some people out here, that's, that's indication of something seriously being wrong in the environment with your body. If your hair is falling out like that. So you have a lot of people that, that have been getting good results. They've been working the program. I keep working with them. And I mean, it's, I never expected it to blow up like this, but, I mean, people are getting help, and I'm just glad I'm able to help people. Indeed,
0: indeed. Hey, Hotep
1: Jesus, got anything else for tonight? Nah, man, thank you. I appreciate you for coming through. Like I told y'all, man, Hotep's got scientists in his stash, man. We coming with all types of crazy shit, man, so don't think we ain't brush up on our studies, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, tell, I tell everybody where to find you and, and
2: everything else about uh, your hairline. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at uh, TJRiggs underscore TSP. Um, I should probably change that handle. That was from one of the segregationist papers days. I don't think that podcast is coming back. It might, but I don't think <laughs> it is. Um, uh, yeah, you can find me on on, on Twitter, um, I'm not super active on a lot of other social media. I am on Instagram as Tonight the Science Guy on Instagram, um, but generally you find me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, you know, just just doing whatever, tweeting tweeting whatever I feel like. Um, the 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 hair link is actually in my pinned tweet on on my account. It's also in my bio. Um, if you have any questions about that, you can uh, either DM me on Twitter. You can click the link. The link has all the information that you need. Uh also has a frequently asked questions section that's about 10 questions long. Uh, I'll add questions as as I get them. And um, you can also reach me at, um, via email, um, info at tonightthescienceguy.com if you have any questions about that or if you just want to chop it up about anything. I get a lot of people e- emailing me and DMing me about being in STEM, you know, a lot of white people that are that are anxious about wanting to do that. So if you just, you just want some kind of life advice, you just need an ear to talk to or something like that, hit me up.
0: Swaggy hey tonight thanks for coming on man i appreciate it
2: hey i appreciate y'all having me
0: (sighs) all right i'm lagging a bit (laughs) you lagging oh no is is, is he off we ready to go for the the rest of the show i want to thank everybody in the chat thanks for all those super chats um i can't i don't think i can scroll up to, to get them all um but thanks, Mayor O'Donnell. Said uh, thanks uh, for the lecture. Um, who else? Ken K. Thanks for the five dollars. Chief Cliff Lee. Hotep is trying to get those fries pregnant. You was messing them fries up, bro. Like <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Wendy's got the best fries. Yeah, yeah, you yo, yo, for real for real facts. Those are facts. Wendy's <laughs> does have the best fries. Um <laughs> Chad wanted to know should he uh he wanted to ask tonight should he you've been eating those fries. Um I Shane Wolf, it. thanks for donation $10. And uh I think um I think somebody else donated too, but I I missed that one, but uh on to the show. Um where you want to start off, man? You want to start off with last night, the debates? Let's start with last night. First, <laughs> rest in peace, Kamala Harris. <laughs> Yo, did you see what was trending, man? Um, it was they like, tried to they tried to throw the side up there. Yeah, man. First, she
1: first was trending, and then they was like, nah, get that out of here. They gave it an ice bait treatment, <laughs> knocked her off the trending toppers, and everybody made a big stink. And then they let her trend again but not until like later you know what i mean yeah, yeah and
0: it was just trending kamala harris destroyed but now i look at they took it down again
1: <laughs> yeah they even removed um the, <clears throat> the autocomplete for kamala harris destroyed they removed the autocomplete it was there and then they removed it i bro i don't know um but yeah did, yo Tosi, Tosi, she did her numbers on kamala you know, Kamala looked like she just got shot. And just... <laughs> 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 like she was off guard. Like, <laughs> you, like, 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 your team should have had you prepared for that shot. Like, I don't understand how she wasn't prepared for that. You know, you know, somebody gonna call you a cop. And then her like, her physical reaction, like when she put her head down and she shook her head, and her body language just wasn't trained either. I don't know what the right protocol is, but it wasn't whatever her body language was. She was like, she got hit. You know? You
0: know, that was that was crazy. That was well played by Tulsi. Left Bay, remember le- the original Left, well, the, the greater Left Bay.
1: Yeah, so but they, they calling her um, Gab Bay. My- <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, you're right. She wasn't like, she didn't know how to respond. What she's supposed to do, she's supposed to stand 10 toes down on a record. And she didn't come, she kind of wants to wants to be that way, but then she kind of wants to be the progressive, the super progressive and say, you no, we locked up so many more people, we really shouldn't have did that. You know, she that was the job to do, that's what the white man gave you the job to do, and that's what you should have did. That's what you, I mean, that's, I don't understand. She just, I don't know, she played herself, she's done, she's cooked, she's she's over. <laughs> Kamala Harris, <laughs> if Tulsi Gabbard didn't do anything else, she took out Kamala Harris. <laughs>
1: oh man um yeah yeah Kamala's down them down them down them down um it's a wrap um can I just break down tosi real fast because somebody brought up something bro they said uh Tulsi's a globalist plant okay and uh first of all yeah you're right oh. <laughs> I, just, I just, you know, I just take nothing away from the lady, but um, she sits on the council of Foreign relations. She's a member of the council of relations. Council of relations runs this whole whole country. CFR. Um, and and I previously I said, yo, I think she's a clone. And the more I watch her, I'm like, yo, this woman is straight out of a a born. You know, I remember the uh, born identity.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Treadstone>.
1: <laughs> Yeah, she's straight out of a Jason Bourne facility, yo. Like, she's a little too perfect, yo. But it is what it is, right? It is what it is, I guess. I don't know. But she's just like, yo, She like the, she's like a Terminator, yo. <laughs> she's like a female Terminator, yo. I don't want no sauce with her, yo. I want no sauce with Tulsi. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i did watch most of the other debates you know um uh, kamala clearly was like looked like an ass you know the fucking now the media has jumped on cory booker's dick you know because just because he he gave this you know i mean all in the kool-aid don't know the flavor so i mean that's the oldest one of the oldest black sayings in (laughs) and they're giving him credit like he invented the wheel
1: and he didn't even say it right (laughs) he didn't even say it right he said if you dip you dipping in the kool-aid and you don't know the flavor no it's not have a go you all up in the kool-aid and don't know the flavor oh Corey ain't even black
0: black Yeah, so I think they might try to to adjust because I seen a lot of people saying he had a strong night. I mean, he just didn't look—he didn't look like an idiot, you know. um, You know, his attacks on Biden came off a little better than Kamala. Um, You know, Yang Gang was still out there. Every every, you know, the funniest thing about Yang, man, you could ask him about foreign policy, he'd be like, "Well, if we give everybody UBI and a thousand bucks (laughs) a (laughs) month, there will be no more (laughs) war." Yeah, he's his plan for
1: everything, inflation. <laughs> <laughs> his plan for everything is inflation. <laughs> he's, he's, he's literally Mal
0: 2.0. But he was getting some pop, man.
1: Yeah, I mean he's Asian. People are brainwashing and thinking that Asians are automatically smart. Like. It's not even fair. It's like, oh, look, we got an Asian man running. We have to listen to him. I don't fuck, how you. your eyes look. <laughs> Nigga, he's, he's the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah, like, like, he's a dumbass to me. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, how you feel about Marianne Williamson? Oh, man, she's, I don't know. She seems like, you know, the classic, you know, the 70s you know, white woman, I guess, hippie, hippie type of white woman, you know what I mean? Um, but she, I think she's smarter than, you know, that that gives the aura she gives off, you know what I'm saying? I don't think she's a dummy, uh, but um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I have no, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just all theater, man.
1: It, it, you know, for me, she, she's like the mall, right? Yeah. That middle-aged white woman. I like Marianne. I love her. I really do. I got a soft spot for Marianne Lioness. You know what I'm <laughs> i I like her. You know what I'm saying? The other day, somebody was like, oh, I don't understand why black people don't like Marianne. So I said, why you say that? He was like, because she's the only one champion reparations. And I'm just like, that's what it took? little reparations talk and now you ready for marianne i'm like i just like marianne because um she really trusts like she's really selling it right like a lot of these people they show up with like like you know uh bernie we got to talk about cardi b Like he showed cardi b what's name want to show marianne went to the church held hands and she had niggas in there crying black folks was in there in tears she, when she said that prayer. When she, We have to absolve us. What she, she said, she said, we are guilty of this and we have to apologize to our black brothers and sisters for slavery and oppressed. I was like, she landed on dick. And I looked in the background and I seen the black lady. She she was tearing up. I said, go ahead, Marianne. You got these niggas fooled.
0: Eating that thing right up. <laughs>
1: Eating that up. Uh. Yeah, but you know I, I i appreciate the effort i can't say nothing bad about her you know what I mean, maybe she's genuine maybe she's not but i love the effort it's it's very you know for me if all this is about like how entertaining can you be right that's why i like trump's mind and one guy he's the most entertaining like i need my i need my president to entertain me because they ain't gonna do nothing
0: else. you're right about that um the donation john Lemon. his first he was Lemon's donation my first donation was about your other left bay getting uh mario lopez in trouble for talking like a reasonable adult oh uh, yeah that was your girl yeah that was your girl candace she set him up <laughs> curtis school curtis
1: he he alluded to the fact that she set him up man. Yo, what you think <laughs> Candace always set up mario lopez for the fall what do you think about this transgender thing? you know you ain't supposed to ask the wife of hollywood that question <laughs> And Mario, dumbass, gonna answer it. Mario, you don't nobody's school. Mario, what's going on out here? You could not. You
0: can't be talking about that community like that, man. They protect it. Yeah, definitely because um, if you looked at the comments to the to the tweets, you know, I would say ninety percent were in favor of what Mario Lopez said. You know, right. So it's not the public pressure that brought that on you know this is how you know the elites you know they how they mold societies man they were like no man you ain't supposed to say that they they call about his job they might have called about his life you know what i'm saying he he, you know that next thing you know the the backtrack came oh yeah i knew that was coming (laughs) I, I thought it was gonna hold out because I was like, there's not really an outrage. Everybody's coming out like like yeah man, like about time somebody said it. Yeah. No.
1: AC <laughs> Slater ain't never let me down with his chauvinistic ways. You know. <laughs> You ever watch Saved by the Bell? No, I never watched that. I was old, All right, so on old, Saved man. by the Bell. He plays like this misogynistic. Oh, they used to call him a pig. So he like always talks to girls like they just objects. You know what I'm saying? So when he said that comment, I was like, yo, AC Slater holding it down for us. <laughs> <laughs> Still being that strong, toxic masculinity we need. You know what I mean? And I'm not even mad he apologized because if he didn't apologize, that'd be the last we hear from Mario. So,
0: yeah.
1: you know, just issue you apologize, move on. You What you said was not wrong.
0: Let's say that. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm, a lot of people were mad that he apologized. I'm like, man, he got a family to look after and everything else, man. I think the problem is that he had to apologize. That's what we should be getting mad about. That not right. he, he apologized. Anyway, shout out to uh, Mario, uh, Mr. Lopez. Um, is that his last name? Mario Lopez. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: what's up with um Bernie and Cardi? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo, man, I, I was kind of off social media that day, so I didn't really hear, you know, I, I seen the tweet you sent out that you said conservatives are arguing about Bernie, about a Cardi B. So I was like, man, I didn't even get into that, man. So I'm, yo, like, man, I'm like...
1: Candace Owens challenged her to a debate. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'll, I'll respond. I was like, yo, I'd rather watch y'all mud wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> you about to debate cardi b on politics and economics that don't even go together you know that does not go together you can't take trap houses and hoeing and mix it with economics and po- actually you probably
0: could <laughs> it's the
1: same shit really
0: yo know so like, is quick to uh the ask for a debate <laughs>
1: Yo, she she needs she reaching. She need to b- debate against somebody. Tell tell her debate me. Hey, she won't do that shit. I bet. <laughs> she, she won't accept that shit. <laughs> but you know she reaching out there. She wants my debate. Get her little clout tokens. I get it. You know it's part of the marketing thing. She got Cardi B to respond to on Twitter. You know, but. The sad part is Cardi B was more mature about the matter than Candace in the response. You know, Cardi B was like, why don't you take that 250K and give it to a charity? Correct. Correct. Cardi. How are you getting scolded by Cardi on social media? You know what I mean? Cardi speaking, you know, the the common sense. She said, look, I'm talking to all the candidates. I want to see what they got to say. And there's nothing wrong with that. She's right. She's got every you know right to go talk to the to the candidates and do these little specials or whatever, whatever. What we need to be is is mad about is the fact that these Democrats thought it was cool to select Cardi B to speak for us. Or to be our ear this is our leadership cardi b not that's not who we're sending into an electric in an intellectual uh you know arena we, we, we
0: yeah, can we can, send, we can send you know we got delegates ready yeah you're right you're right about that i remember jason whitlock you know a lot of people get on whitlock call him all types of names you know i halfway messed with uh, with jason whitlock you know he got on lebron about the thing but you know he said that a couple years ago he was like man Y'all got to stop sending these rappers out here, man. You know what I mean? Like, why are rappers, like, representing, you know, there's a danger in that. Now we got Cardi B in the political realm. Like, she's supposed to represent, you know, the streets. You know, she's supposed to know what the streets are, are, or what the streets need. Cardi B. Same woman that was admitted drugging men just a few years ago. This is who we're listening to. Jason the Whitlock was right. You know what I mean? This is you know, um, it'd be different if if the rappers was intellectual, like Lupe right. Yeah, 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 like lupe It would be different if, if it was that. But you know how they got the game messed up. So it, them rappers ain't gonna have they're really not gonna have that same type of clown.
1: Yeah, it's it's terrible, and then and then be mad when Kanye won't talk to Trump. <laughs>
0: like yeah what is the difference man yes like how can people be mad at somebody talking to trump when somebody talks to uh bernie who's been in government forever and everything that you that you that blame government for he's been a hammer he's been there right and it is like
1: the conservatives i was really talking about conservatives in general but they were all like attacking cardi b and like ah what do you got to say didn't you like yo cardi didn't even say anything yo all she did was let bernie talk to her and ask questions and y'all attacking cardi b i'm like why do y'all care (laughs) like it used to be we don't care what celebrities gotta say now it's like oh y'all attacking cardi b y'all gotta pick one and and again like y'all playing the black community when you acknowledge people like this like you should have seen the cardi b thing and kept on scrolling, conservatives. We should have seen that and kept it scrolling. There's no debate to be had with people that aren't intellectually equipped to have these discussions. And y'all quick to give them a microphone and give them power. And it's that's that's just a
0: losing strategy, man. Yeah, indeed. Um super chats. Uh J- Jeffrey Hyman, thanks for the donation. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? So, Nas, Nas dropped um, Lost tapes too. Yeah, how was it? I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's about I check it out. yeah. It's about four, four and a quarter out of five. Um, okay, that's good. Yeah, it's good, friend. Uh, John Lemley. Now that Bernie is Hank bringing out Cardi for clout, Trump needs to feature on the next ASAP mob tape. <laughs> <laughs> Free ASAP. Uh, I think his trial has started. You know, they they quit get to get to trial. His trial has started. Um, Oda Vinci they gotta coerce the impressionable thanks for the uh, donation um yeah. Dietrich, sir are you talking about reparations without a liberal narrative let me see your license step out the car please <laughs> um <laughs> victor <laughs> we can talk about baltimore man <laughs> oh yeah this victor blackwell man you know uh, Every time I see a black man on TV or like on CNN, I wonder if he's gonna cry. (laughs) (laughs) Like all the black men that go on CNN to cry, it seems like to me.
1: Bro, bro, I was seeing that come across my timeline. I'm like, is he fixing to cry? I know he ain't finna cry. I'm looking at him. And I didn't see not one tear. So I'm like, oh, now you pretending you crying for these white folk on CNN, for these white liberals on CNN? <laughs> oh, nigga. Oh, hell no. Nah, he got to, we got to, yo, Chad, you get his black card, yo. <laughs> you it his black card to Chad, yo. This dude is terrible, man. You getting up on CNN
0: crying over some Trump tweets. Yeah, and, and, and and all he said was the truth i went hold on all i want to know is because i remember i'm old enough to remember where black folks was used to take pride if they came from a rough neighborhood they used to take pride in that they're like man, i come from the streets i come from the slum I come from West Baltimore I come from north philly i remember black folks used to answer like that right yeah Victor Blackwell <laughs> i come from them streets <laughs> oh
1: them CNN checks must look lovely (laughs) (laughs) oh man they probably got a
0: mean benefits package yeah so (laughs) so that brought you know that brought Sharpton out you know it's it's Sharpton week not Shark Week it's Al Sharpton week he's back on the prowl he came down he would just uh, was it, Was he in Texas? Where was he at before he came to Baltimore? I don't know
1: where he was, but he ambulance chaser. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what well, they talking about Baltimore? Uh, 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 yeah, somebody uh, book, book, book me a flight to Baltimore. <laughs> we going to Baltimore. <sighs> Had the press ready all set up, ready to talk. Like, here uh, he go ready to shark another deal. <laughs> <laughs> these things are worse. You know it's trash in Baltimore. Nigga, that's
0: why you ain't been there. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he was talking about, he was doing some stuff for my, migrants. And, you know, this came up. So, oh, oh we got to talk about black folks, man. We got to help them out for, you know, for now because it's about Trump. You know what you I'm saying? See, you
1: see how distracted this, this, is this is how the machine keeps people distracted, right? The media props up. Oh, kids at the border. So you hop on a flight, you go to help the kids on the border. Media pops up. Oh, Donald Trump is tweeting about Baltimore. Oh, got to get on the flight. Oh, now we're flying to Baltimore. How do you expect to ever repair any part of America when the media can just blow their whistle and you just shoot all across the nation that they will? This is how we move. This is how DeRay was moving. Anytime something happened, oh, he was on another flight to that city. <laughs> you ain't cleaned up ferguson you ain't cleaned up flint like how we keep moving on to these different projects is
0: because we're controlled by media yeah and you know i kind of like it you know the, a lot of people i've seen a couple uh black folks you know they take advantage you know the the spotlight was on baltimore a lot of people brought out them cameras and showed people what was really the deal in baltimore you know um it's it's just a shame. It's more of the same with, you know, whatever Trump says, you know, the left has has made it so you can't agree with or anything like that. If Trump says the sky is blue, you have to say it's red if you are if you're on the left, because, you know, you can't give Trump any quarter. You know, Cummings has been in that position since the 90s, and that's the way it's been. You know, when is he going to be held accountable? When's right. Elijah Cummings going to be held accountable? You know what I'm saying?
1: How much billions went in there under the Obama administration? Like billion, four billion, wasn't it? <laughs> something stupid, something, something crazy went into Baltimore and just disappeared, just like North schools under Cory Booker. Money be going in the Dems, them money, don't, nothing come out of it. <laughs> money go in, nothing come out. It's like a black hole. Yeah, you know? um, I seen a lot of people clout chasing Baltimore this week. I was borderline disgusted. Today I saw a TBOSE video. Everybody running to Baltimore to get to school, and I, I'm like, "Yo, y'all keep showing me the same properties." I seen that trash bag on like five different YouTube channels.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is going down there filming the same bag, the same trash bag, yo. Know? You know what I'm saying? It's like once this cover, you kind of gotta support the the journalist that's behind that, and that's been Kimberly uh, Klatchick or something like that. She was the one that really broke this, um, the black chick. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, I think I know you're talking about.
1: Yeah, Kimberly Klatchick or something like that. She's the one that really broke this and, and really went on the ground and was the first one to film them trash bags and them disheveled properties. And uh, that's where the the video you see that Trump shared is is her footage. And it's just okay. like now everybody's flying down there um scott Press was the only one i felt like had a good idea he actually flew down there and said he wanted to clean up so shout out to him if he's actually doing that but that's how i feel like you know when you see stuff like this don't just be flying down and to be filming black people like it's some kind of national geographic documentary (laughs) look at these wild niggas around here Let's, let's see what these wild niggas got to say you know see what happened was these politicians then they get you know what i mean and then they got the ignorant ones out there. that can't even articulate themselves. It's like, man, go down there and help somebody. Stop interviewing people, man. That work's already done. So that kind of disgusted me. The other thing that that this reminded me of is the fact that a lot of these properties can be um, repossessed by the neighborhood and people aren't teaching that. Some of them call it squatting, but the, the better way to do it is through adverse possession. It's just to maintain the property. You know, if the community got together and, and maintain the property, they could own that whole block. Those blocks, if they just maintain the property. They can own it under adverse possession. Um, but that's just, you know, in your culture, got to be wanting to have a have a clean neighborhood to begin with. Um, you know, some of the people that are getting these CNN checks can pay an exterminator to come out and exterminate properties of of uh, rat infestation. So people can go in there and clean up. You can call the sanitation service and have them go clean up. You can do that out of your own personal pocket. So the fact that people don't do this, you know, shows that they don't really care. Um, the other thing is the Trump administration has the uh, Urban Revitalization Act. And under that, I believe they secured over like a hundred billion dollars. And basically what's going to happen is basically a gentrification fund. You know, I'll just be frank about it. Um, and the funny thing is, is anybody can access this money, right? right? It's basically like free money to go in, build up housing and black people can access this. And the, and the big, this is one of the biggest tricks that white liberals have ever pulled was to convince black people to hate Donald Trump at a time when the Donald Trump administration release releases a fund of $100 billion to clean up neighborhoods, to, to revitalize them. And, and then so since all the black people are are, are don't want to go near Trump, this money is only going to be accessed by whites and white conservatives. And they're going to turn around and they're gonna say, "Why well, our neighborhoods are gentrified. Yeah, it was gentrified because the media told you not to deal with Donald Trump. Meanwhile, there was a whole fund sitting there waiting for you. You could have bought back the block with the government money, but they got you hating Trump. So it's a lot of this media psyop stuff that's just really got me like. You know, like Baltimore could be a completely different situation that people were
0: just uh, intellectually honest. Yeah, you're right, man. And you you got to think, man. That's probably you know that's probably the reason the Democrats are doing that. You know, I mean, they don't want they want to keep uh, people in in cities like Baltimore and and and, um, and others keep them right where they are. You know, yeah. and keep them helpless. That's why Elijah Cummings has been. You know, in his position for so many years, he hasn't helped anybody but himself. And Baltimore's been the same. He he should be the first one to go, man. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Uh, you know, uh, I'm a proponent of if you go to do your job. And you've been doing it for a certain amount of time and things aren't getting better. It's time to swap somebody out. Maybe not to your own fault. Maybe you just don't know what you're doing. I think he's over the hill. I think a lot of these politicians just over the hill. When you look at them, they look really old and like they are going through dementia.
0: So it's time to rotate some new young life in there. Indeed. Indeed. Um, Super chats. Uh, Thomas Richardson. Uh, thanks for a donation. Cardi B isn't black. Thank you. <laughs> uh, love is a four-letter word okay <laughs> love is a four-letter word uh thank you big love hoteps thank you love is a four-letter word welcome back um chad Lamone. um tell unk you can't comb your beard on hbo <laughs> oh, boy, we're gonna get a special comb just for hbo <laughs> um lebron yeah you see <laughs> I've
1: seen him. He, i seen the first of all i'm gonna just come out and say he doing too much <laughs> That's all I I'm, I'm gonna be honest i'm a i'm a parent coach right. i am a parent coach and in our league you're not allowed to step on the field right you're not allowed to now i know how we get when you down at rucker park right, right? You down in Rucker Park, somebody come jam, it's 30 people on the, on the yeah, court. it's that's part of the culture. It's part of the culture, right? So at that point, we got to look at this game and say, well, if that's how the AAU run their league, where parents could just run on the court, who am I to criticize? Right. But he was all on the court. Like, man, you almost at half court. I, I, I know you're out there while well, I know you're excited but he was on the court, yo. You can't be on the
0: court, yo. But <laughs> well, well, you did, yo. The, But the reaction, I'm like, first of all, like you know, everything's a take on Twitter and online. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was my exact reaction. I was like, he's just doing too much. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna go into uh, this this deep dive on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what I mean? I was like, he's doing too much, but. The thing is when you see, even when people were saying that, they were like, uh, hold up. The people I I just said that, but when I seen people, they were like defending LeBron, like he there was nothing wrong with it. Like, I'm like, come on, uh, we can admit, like, all right, LeBron, chill out, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it was, man. It, it didn't have to be this, you know, deep dive. I know he didn't have a father and You know, I think sometimes he probably overcompensated, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, um, you know he he's probably like this with his first this this child you know he's got a younger one he might he might not go and go overboard with it you know what i'm saying this time on his younger child he's yeah. learning just like to be a father like a lot of people are but i don't i don't think we're helping him by just saying you know oh, he's he's being a great father and stuff like that and what would you do if if your son was out there i'm like man i wouldn't i wouldn't be getting on the court you know, like oh you my know, like, god damn man yeah.
1: you know i I look at this as like one of those situations that just shouldn't be news, period. Right, right. You know, like you got some people blowing it up saying, Oh, he's a bad father, and then other people blowing up saying he's a great father. And I'm just looking at it like, why are you on the court? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> this has nothing to do with fatherhood. This has to do with an adult on the court while kids is trying to play ball, and you wilding out like this to rucker. Like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's all like, I
0: saw. Yo, when he got in the layup in the layup line, I started dunking. I was like, What is wrong with this guy?
1: Yeah, I saw that too. And I'm like, You in the layup line, though? Just let your son do him. Like, <laughs> you, you're a little too excited to be out there and be seen. You know what I mean? But and then some people saying, But it's a show for the kids, and I'm like, That is true. You got LeBron James there. The kids come, they do want to see LeBron James dunk, right? So it's an excellent alibi. I can't say nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But I don't know, it just looks funny, yo. You see a dad in the layup line. <laughs> it looks it looks weird, yo. It looks weird. It's, uh, it's like when Drake tried to get in the
0: layup line. <laughs> like, yo, you're not on the team. I know, but <laughs> It's crazy. John Lemley, LeBron is the Beyonce of the NBA. Yeah, he definitely is, man. He's, yeah. Right. You know, my my other take, you know what my 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 basketball take was you know, he's slowly not being going to be the best player in the NBA, you know, and he grew up in like the social media era. You know, this is like before, you know, Jordan didn't have this Internet. You know, he grew up in the Internet era and he's always been the guy since he was like in middle school. I think eighth grade, he was on this um uh Sports Illustrated. Yeah. But now his, his, his star is going to start to fade. Here he comes. Oh man, I got this is my chance to shine to get a viral moment. I that's how I think he's yeah. yeah, he 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 loved the spotlight. <laughs> he always, as
1: you know, he always dancing to the rapper songs and whatnot. He, he diva, he a diva.
0: Yeah, I mean to each his own. I mean, I, I I wouldn't be like that, but some people like that. I know a lot of people like like that that love the spotlight. There's nothing wrong with
1: it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's his personality, you know what I mean. That's how he lives his life. Like, who am I to judge him, you know? Yeah. um i wouldn't live my life like that but you know i'm not him maybe if i was six eight and was a monster in the nba maybe i would be acting like that you know i don't know be wilding out in my son's game in the layup <laughs> <laughs> maybe if i could do a 360 dunk i
0: would <laughs> i don't know maybe it's um, weird. they got white robots man <laughs> What they said, they said the white robots is racist. <laughs> they said white robots is racist.
1: They said every time they make a robot is white, so the scientists
0: got racism. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, I was on poll. They said the black robots don't show up to work, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate poll. <laughs>
1: Yeah, big F you to pole, yo. Know, two little fingers, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yo. Know, I be reading like sometimes I'll be like, man, like I can't. I, it'd be so corny. I'd be
1: laughing. Yo, know, pole is the poll is what the internet used to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, that's the only reason I really go there, man. Because you know the 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 the, the posts are starting to be shit. You know they're all alphabet boys are in there, but. At least every once in a while, people actually try to be funny or try to be different, not be politically correct and shit like that.
1: an Ice Bay trended, I looked at the poll on Ice Bay. They was going ham in there. (laughs) I could have did a whole stream just on Ice Bay comments on poll.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They had jokes, man. Yo, you see Epstein, man? They said he was trying to find out how to cut his head off and preserve it or some shit like transhumanism. That's what he's trying to do? Allegedly. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're going to do some tech funny
1: stuff. That's probably his clone in there. That's his body double. He's trying to transfer his consciousness to his body double. See what I'm telling you, yo? I just, I just said this last week, yo. I just said this last week. Oh, man. We need somebody to verify the DNA of that man right now how we all know with el chapo they probably both got body doubles out of there already (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah he probably i don't know why is
0: kamala destroyed trending is it trending again yeah it's trending (laughs) I told you they they keep spiking it, man. People get yo people they people really hate Kamala Harris, man. They really want her out the paint, man. And you know what? That's I seen Char. Did you see see Charlemagne come out and and endorse Kamala Harris? Did he? Yeah, man. Come on, man. Oh Oh,
1: no, it's not trending. That's early.
0: Why would you come out so early first and foremost?
1: Yeah. And say he's supporting Kamala Harris. Yeah, man. It's, you know one of them feminist friends made that phone call. It was probably like uh, who's the girl with the big teeth? Jamila Lemieux? Oh yeah. She probably made that phone call. I need you to come out in support of Kamala. I'm working on her campaign now. You know how this stuff goes. <laughs> you know, pretty much everybody black is going to be forced to support Kamala.
0: Um, right? Yeah. Is that I I I don't know, man. I I don't know. I know Ados is 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 they they took credit for the Tulsi. They said they gave Tulsi that ammo to, to uh to to the fire on Kamala, man. Ados is t- take credit for that. I seen that.
1: <laughs> yeah, shout out to my a- a- Ados homies. Somebody I, said we should get Ados on 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 the on the pod, man. We should. We should, man. I got a couple of Ados homies. I got to vet them though, but. Tell Tariq Nasheed, dumbass to come on here. <laughs> Somebody get Tariq Nasheed on the line and tell that nigga come on our show so I could cuss him out in person. <laughs> and he could represent Ados. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else? What else happened this week, man? Um now Ados jumped on. What's the name? They jumped on um. The Marianne Wilson cats.
0: Oh, Marianne they, Wilson, they, oh, they're really jumping on that?
1: Well, because she's mentioning reparations, you know what I mean? And then it's kind of a, I saw a little bit of a split where they're supporting her. And some people are saying that, you know, she should get credit for making reparations a conversation. Like she didn't make that a conversation. Ados made it a conversation.
0: <laughs> Yo, what is with black people in credit, man? Yeah, I don't know, bro yo everybody yo i swear to god black folks love taking credit for something man if you can't <laughs> it's all right not to get credit for something man like if i know in my heart i i was a part of something i don't need somebody to tell me i did it it's like they need a pat on the back or something like that you know? yeah like, I you think- need to move in silence man
1: yeah you know um as long as something gets clout you know or, or you know especially when it's something for the betterment of a society and it starts moving you just get behind it right whatever that is just get behind it because that's part of what you wanted um but you know the ados i think what they're afraid of is um so i think marianne did some calculation or 500 billion or something like that and michael malice did a calculation he said it came out to something like 3,500 a person or 13,000 a person, whatever it was, it, it wasn't enough for me to say, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was really like some low ball number. Um, but I think that's what they're worried about is the fact that if somebody else leads that conversation, they're going to also lead the stipulations.
0: Right. Okay. I, I, feel I, feel I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. You know,
1: um, for some, for other people, you know, it's just, ah, not nah, eight They want credit. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people out. They just want the credit, they're credit chasing. But, you know, I think, um, the more intelligent ones, they want to make sure that the conversation happens on their terms. Um, I'm not taking anything less than tax exempt status. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what we, that's what the conversation starts with. You got to remove me from this IRS scheme. You know what I mean? Um, I wish I could remove myself from the federal reserve note somehow, but buy Bitcoin at CoinbaseApp.com.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> indeed. Indeed. But like I said earlier, you know, we were talking about America being a socialist nation and, uh, you know, people rebuttaled and they said, America's free market capitalism. And to be honest, uh, you can't have a free market if the currency is controlled. Mm-hmm. It's not a free market. If the mechanism used as a means of transferring goods and services is controlled, the market is not free market. It's not a free market. It's under arrest. If the entire market went through Bitcoin, it'd be a free market. But because it's going through the 12 banks of the nation. It's not a free market. We don't live in a free market, people. And because of that fact, this is why I'm on this reparations thing of you. I don't want fiat notes like they keep feeding us fiat notes. Right. They say, oh, we give you this money. I don't want that trash ass money. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that trash. Give me tax exempt status and I'll do me. I want corporate corporate tax exempt status too. <laughs> <laughs> Up until my first 10 million. <laughs> this, this, these are the type of conversations we have to have and we're gonna talk about reparations. You know what I mean? It seems like everybody don't want to have that conversation. And 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 white people, we need white people who were descendants of those who fought against slavery. Y'all get reparations too. Y'all tax exempt <laughs> status. Dems must pay. Dems must pay. Dems must pay. Um, Also, they were white slaves. White people deserve reparations. Matter of fact, every single United States citizen deserves reparations for being raped by the Central Bank of America. (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) oh my gosh man that can't go on hbo (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know right there in my contract
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know man you got anything else i don't don't know we had a good show tonight had today on uh please people go follow him um if you have any suggestions hit us up on uh, the email for hotep's been hotep's a bit hotep's been told you at gmail.com hit the email up ask us you know questions or uh, you have suggestions of people we want to you want to on the show and whatnot just hit us up on the uh, on twitter and uh, gmail keith Drummond said five dollar super chat how do
1: you guys feel about feel on the future of bitcoin and crypto in the united states well that's a really tough question because At some point, the merchants are going to come down on this thing. And that's and the thing is, they're going to come down on the exchanges and the exchanges are basically, you know, points of centralization. Um, I'm optimistic on Bitcoin. Um, I'm worried about. Its future. From a regulation sense, you know, when we talk about, you know, socialism and, you know, capitalism, if we lived in a capitalist nation, they wouldn't be trying to regulate how we interact with Bitcoin. And they're already trying to regulate how we interact with Bitcoin. Um, that's not a free market. That's socialism. When you're trying to tell us how to interact with this currency and they're trying to regulate it. Um, you know, I, I think in an a ANCAP society, uh, we would have some sort of committee. Um, that would work for the greater good of the community that would be peer reviewed that would handle this stuff. We don't need government. People can govern themselves. Um, but, you know, again, the merchants want to stick their hand in this thing. So um, just pay attention to, you know, uh, these regulations. And, and that's pretty much going to tell you the future. Um, I think big. I think what's going to happen is going to be a split. It's going to be two coins. It's going to be banker coin, whatever that may be. Um, and then there's going to be Bitcoin and Bitcoin is going to be more like the underground thing uh, for the people. Um and interesting things that happened there as far as uh, being anonymous and um, um, uh, encrypted uh, transactions are concerned. Um, But I think Libra was their test. Libra, the Facebook thing was their first test to see how people would respond to this new digital currency that's not Bitcoin and is establishment based. And I think that was like the test dummy uh, for what's to come. So pay attention to that Libra conversation because it's gonna lead to another conversation. Indeed, indeed. Word up. And get your Bitcoin at coinbisapp.com. Support the Hoteps. We are in fintech business. That's all I got, huh?
0: That's all I got, man. Y'all be safe, y'all. All right, man. Thanks. Take it easy, y'all.
2: New episodes every Thursday night.
1: Hotep's been told.